Welcome back to the 10-week pro wrestling crash, crash, crash course. Unique New York. Unique, Unique New York. York. Rubber toy baby boat. Bu- toy boat. Toy boat. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. I pledge allegiance to the... F- no. All right. Wrong. Yeah, this is the 10-week pro wrestling crash course. Uh, my name is Jeff. I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. And this is Elliot. I think I can spell wrestling if I had enough time. Yeah. If you could Google first. Yes. Uh, so what I'm doing is I'm teaching Elliot all about wrestling and doing a poor job of it, I think. Oh, no, um, my friend. Oh, no. Uh, I, I'm sure Don't this you do year. that. <laughs> so last week we uh, watched and discussed the Nakamura versus Sami Zayn match at NXT TakeOver Dallas. Uh, and you used the adjective boring. In response, I, I I changed the match you, we were going to watch this week, uh, and I think I've I've if you call this boring, it is the last episode of this show. I, I have so much to talk about. Give this up! Week. I will give up. And they say it can't be done. Uh, you, so you're absolutely right. Let's just yeah. put that out there. <laughs> if you can't do it this week, it it, 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 it can't it's be not going to happen. Right. Uh, so the word of the week we're going to talk about is gimmick do you know what a gimmick, gimmick is when it comes to wrestling is it are we talking tlc here is the tlc 2 the gimmick of the week that is part of it so gimmick a lot of wrestling words tend to evolve right and they take on more meetings but yes uh a tlc match is a gimmick match there's uh, uh there might be other words for it, but like a steel cage match is a gimmick match or a, okay. a, yeah, a, yeah. a stipulation match. Uh, a gimmick can also refer to the character that a wrestler is portraying. Oh, okay. So in this match, we have the Dudley boys and their gimmick is they are blood brothers. Ah, I was curious um, and are they from Dudleyville? They're from Dudleyville. They have the same okay. parents, and they okay. are brothers, despite the fact that uh, Bubba Ray is a white man and Devon Dully is a black man. That's their gimmick. I okay. I I was trying to piece together as I was watching that because they talked about being from Dudleyville and they talked about some type of brotherhood, and yeah. I was a little I was a little confused, you know. It's not very often that you see a guy who um, is very Caucasian and a man who is not very <laughs> Caucasian uh, be, brothers. be brothers. You know, it's n- never say never, obviously, but, you know, it's just not a – I was like, oh, okay, are they actual brothers? Because that's kind of crazy and kind of interesting. And, yeah. You know. Um, they, of course, are, are obviously not in real life, uh, but they are kayfabe brothers, and um, I love them for it. Uh, so I think with this match, we kind of need to take a moment to talk about ECW. Do you know anything about ECW? Um, if you told me some names that were in the ECW, I would probably go, oh, yeah, I remember those guys being talked about at the lunch table. You know? Okay. Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley. No. So <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say this. So I, I have um, started talking to my brother-in-law about this podcast. Yeah, because um, we work together, and he is a big wrestling guy. Um, little did I know that my wife is also a wrestling guy. Wow, um, that's a <laughs> double whammy! It, it really was a wrestling be- and a guy. Well, it's it's love, so don't be don't be that. That's uh, hateful, uh, Jeffrey. I, uh, I apologize. Uh, that's I'll fine. Edit it uh, out. <laughs> 
Um, so I was mentioning this podcast to my brother-in-law, Rick, who I work with. And he was like, oh, this is that's really cool. Like, he loves wrestling, has loved wrestling, followed it for a, a very long time. And I think he just kind of died off. You know, he got married, had a kid. And right. Like, yeah. you know. But I had mentioned what we were doing, and he wanted to know the fights. And he knew the first fight that we had watched. Yeah. He knew it right off the top of his head. I mean, like nothing. Didn't know the second match, but then There's I There's no I way he didn't know Bretton Austin th- at. He didn't right. know Bretton Austin? No, no, he knew that one. He didn't know the Nakamura, Nakamura fight. Nakamura, Sami Zayn. Okay, because our first match was Eddie versus Ray. That's right. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. I'm sorry. I'm getting my numbers, my dates mixed up. <laughs> um, but he didn't know. That was the only fight he didn't know so far. Um, and then when I mentioned that the fight that we were going to watch this week, he lost his proverbial shit. <laughs> he was like, you're going to love this. This is life-changing. He was like, this is going to be, you're going to, if you don't love this, you're not going to love wrestling. Right. If you don't love this, you can't love wrestling. And so I was like, okay, okay. And he's like, let me know what you think after you watch it, that kind of thing. And so I came home and um, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it on the TV in the living room instead of in the bedroom on my computer, you know. Um, and so I booted it all up on Peacock and I was telling Tessa, my wife, about it. And she was like, yeah, we'll watch it. Um, and they, we started watching it and the, everybody was coming out and she knew who they all were. Yeah. All of them. She's like, that's Dada's boyfriend. Like, oh, the girl she, was comes that, yeah, she knew it all. <laughs> and then like the more we started watching, she was like, I watched this. I was like, what? You didn't watch it. She's like, no, I watched this. We went over to like, uh, Kathy, her, their sister's house and like, uh, who's much older. She's like 20 years older than my wife and, uh, her brother who are twins. Um, but they went, she's like, we went over to Kathy's house and Kathy and her husband, Dave and their parents and Tessa and Rick and like their aunts came over. Like it was a family thing. They would order this stuff. Of course. And they watch would, them together as a family. People. Oh my gosh. And I'm jealous. She knew it. She knew the whole match. That's she, great. She did not remember the Dudley Dudleys as well. Yeah. But everybody else she knew. Everybody. So. It was definitely a thing, which is I know exactly off track of you were talking about ECW and the Dudleys, but that's those were the only two that she was not super familiar with. But everybody else, she knew it all. And I was just like, who are you? Who did I marry? How is this a thing you never mentioned? But she knew everything. She knew backstories. She knew so much because her brother was such a big wrestling guy and they were twins. So like growing up, it's just yeah. kind of like, you know, that's like my brother. He could probably give you the rundown of a lot of stuff. Because right. he, he was through osmosis. Now I yeah, can't by say proxy, that. Right? that yeah. I can't say that's the same way for Tessa or not. But certainly for my brother, he'd be like, "Yeah, that's them. That's them. They won that." But he always yes. he'd hate it when I'd watch wrestling because I'd sit there and I'd watch it, and he could talk to me while I'm watching mm. it, and I never heard him until he raised his voice, Jeff. What? You know, I just, that's how into it I was. Yeah, no, that's, I think this, that's how my wife's family was. All of them. I think yeah. it was like a thing. I grew up, I was like the only wrestling guy. I had a wrestling friend at uh, in elementary school who introduced me to WCW because I thought there's only one wrestling, but he showed me right. that there's more. Um, but anyway, we watched TLC 2 from WrestleMania 17. It features Edge and Christian, although in this match, they often refer to them as Christian and Edge, which is incorrect. Edge and Christian. 
the Dudley Boys, and of course the Hardys, Matt and Jeff. Um, this is the third in a series of extreme matches between the three of them. Oh, okay. So they mention it in commentary. The first one was a ladder match at WrestleMania, the previous one, 16. Okay. It was called 2000. And the the, the next one was at SummerSlam, and that was TLC1. And then okay. this is called TLC2. Uh, now, to kind of bounce back to what I was talking about with ECW, um, if I name some wrestlers that you might have heard of, uh, Rob Van Dam. Yes, I have heard of him. Uh, Raven. I feel like if I saw a picture of Raven, I would know. Taz. No, not Taz. Sandman. No. I'm probably for I've never been a huge ECW fan, and that will piss a lot of people off, and that's okay. Uh, but, um, and, and the Dudleys being the, the big tag team, but a lot of people kind of came through ECW guys like Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, okay. um, Eddie Guerrero from last week. Uh, I think Ray even maybe wrestled there a couple times. So it was really the sort of the first big independent promotion. So this match takes place. In uh, 2001, so it is right at the tail end of the boom. Actually, as a matter of fact, the previous Monday, uh, their main rival, WWE, had purchased WCW this past Monday. And if you watch the whole show, they have like they show like WCW wrestlers up in the crowd. And so this kind of takes place at an interesting time. So uh, the Monday Night Wars are over now. Right. There is really, honestly, no rivalries. ECW has gone. But so around this time, though, this is the peak wrestling popularity. This third kind of underground extreme wrestling company, ECW, started up. And that's where the Dudleys and Rhino, who you saw in this match, came from. Um, And on commentary, we have Jim Ross, who we established you do know. Yes. Yeah. He's he's like one of the go to for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, And then the other one is Paul Heyman. Now, Paul Heyman was the owner of ECW. Okay. And so he, you know, is now with uh, WWE. And I might be getting some of this wrong as far as like when ECW closed because they kind of went under. And again, I was never a big ECW fan. So when they closed, it was like, whatever. Basically, when WWE purchased WCW, I was out. Like, I was done okay. with wrestling for a while, for about six years. Um, Did you the, just age out of it for a minute? or um, It just, I fell out of the habit. Yeah. Yeah. I And, uh, you know, I and got... What, what age were you about that time? 21. Oh, okay. And then I, um, well, I would have been 20 at that point, but then in uh, 2007, I got a job for the cable company, and at that time, WWE had an on-demand uh, program called 24, uh, WWE 24-7. Which you got and, for free, right? Right. Well, no, I yeah. paid like eight oh. bucks for it or something. Oh, but, so, okay, okay. Yeah, um, but I, you know, that was all the classic matches, old Royal Rumbles, all those VHS tapes I used to rent. I got to watch them. And that's what got me back into wrestling. I was like, well, I wonder what the modern product is like. And, you know, at that time is Randy Orton, John Cena, Batista, Triple H, you know, all these guys are kind of running the show at that point. Yeah. Anyway, so 
this match is heavily influenced by ECW. Um, all the spots with falling through tables and the ladder stuff. This is things that ECW, these guys on the, uh, for this company did first. Are they doing that? Are they doing that because they're trying to make a name for themselves? So they're going crazier because they feel like they need to make a bigger name. I, I maybe some of them do. There are okay. some people who do it just because they're, they love it. Yeah. Right. Um, and like there's modern, uh, extreme wrestling is crazy now. Like it's, it's yeah, crazy. I bet it is. <laughs> I bet it is, man. Yeah, go watch that Nick Gage documentary. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's insane now, and it's like, I I can't even watch it. Um, but uh, this is sort of like about as extreme as I'm willing to tolerate. Um, I again, I usually prefer the one on one. Sort of Sami Zayn Nakamura style. Tell me a great story that way. But this is uh, a car crash of a match. So what are your thoughts now that you've watched TLC 2? I've been spoiled. I There's no way that I'm going to find something so crazy after this. Oh, especially because like now that I'm like getting into like the feel of things, this just comes out of left field, man. This is just, there is so much, I didn't know where to put my eyes at yeah. times, right? You're like, they're stacking tables, and you're like, what the hell are they stacking three tables high for? And then three minutes later, you find out, and you're like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, baby. This, I, this was phenomenal. This is If you showed this to like some eight, nine-year-old, I don't know how they could not be like, I love this. Yeah, I I took some notes. I did take some notes. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting for me because I when I the first thing I saw was a, a squash match, which for those who don't know, mainly Elliot uh, is a match where there's like a featured talent, like a Razor Ramon or a Hulk Hogan would come on TV and then he would just bury some guy. Beat him in okay. three seconds, right? That's called a squash yeah, match. Yeah. And back okay. in the day on TV, that's really all you got. And if you wanted the good stuff, you had to get it on pay per view. Um, but you know, but I still fell in love with it, and so I can see why folks like fell in love with this. Maybe when they watch a Nakamura Sami Zayn match, they go, ah, you know. But I can see like getting into it with this, and then being like, okay, now like it's not always like this. And, like, when you introduce some story elements, you know, because I think we've talked about it. It's hard to – it's hard for me to, like, care too much about these guys because I don't know enough about them, right? I don't know why they're – why the rivalry exists. I don't know why they're, they're blood brothers or right. how, what's behind – you know what I mean? Like, what's behind yeah. that? You know, I just know, like, this guy wants the belt and so do these guys, you know, and they're going to do whatever they can. You know, with tables, ladders, and chairs to get there. Yeah, and I and, I, and we discussed too. I think that's the flaw with the format of the podcast is you can't really get into the stories, right? But I uh, think I think being able to get into like the cool action and then like because I was like, okay, I'll watch more of this. You know, I start we watched. I think we watched the rest of the episode. Um, oh, so you saw the, the Stone yeah. Cold Rock finale? I think we started it and then something came up and we didn't finish it. But okay. we we did get to it. 
you know, we just left it on because, you know, she my wife started talking about it and she got that nostalgic kick that you talk about. Yeah, she had that. And she's not a wrestling fan. Like, it's just a she, you know, her brother was into it. You know, her she told the story of her brother would steal her girl dolls to wrestle with his boy dolls. Hell you know? yeah. I did the you same know? thing. Then it was going to decapitated off. in the yard. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And she was like, it would piss me off because he'd take the head off or the arm off or cut her hair or whatever. You know, it, so it was kind of like funny listening to her talk about it because I was like, oh, I'm into this because she was so like just the way she described it was just that like she had that care uh, of it. You know, of someone talking about something they cared about, you know, growing up. Yeah. It was um, it was definitely like a um, uh, it was definitely one of those rocks in the pile of things that built the house for her, for sure. Even though it wasn't like her thing, she knew a lot of she knew a lot about all of them. Minus the Dudleys. She knew almost everything about those people. It was crazy yeah. to me. She just was able to rattle it off, like, off the top of her head like it was nothing. Yeah, and again, this is the most popular era. If anybody knows yeah. anything about wrestling, they know this era, right? And, like, yeah. even Mark on my other podcast, I was telling him about this. He goes, oh, well, I mean, maybe I could be one of the guys. I'm like, well. And then he started rattling off all this Attitude Era stuff that we're kind of watching right now. And I'm like, nah, you know too much. No. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, that's Tessa. You could Tessa couldn't do this because she would know too much of it. Yeah, for sure. And I thought she knew nothing. Yeah, I and and that's ten years I've been married, Jeff. It happens out of nowhere. <laughs> Listen, my wife when we got married, she goes, "I never thought I'd be married to someone who likes wrestling." I didn't know how to take that, and I still don't. Oh well, I get it. But I get her. I get her. I understand what she means. So, uh, there's a lot that happens in this match. Um, well, let's start with the entrances. Any any thoughts around this? You got three separate entrances. Yeah, I. It was cool. I the fanfare is great about it. I loved the belts in the air because I didn't know that's how it was happening. I didn't realize that. Like, it took me a, a second to be like, "Oh, they just have to grab the belts up there." Yeah, I didn't realize that how how the match was. And then by then, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is interesting." You just take the ladder up there and get it, obviously, but it's not so simple. Um. Now, one thing that's good about this match is they don't do something that is terrible in ladder matches today where the guys will take forever to try to climb the ladder. And I think in this match, they did a really good job of avoiding that. Like, Yeah, I think so, too. I, there's no point where you feel like, come on, buddy, you yeah, had plenty I, of time. I never thought, felt that. Because even like a couple of times they grab onto the belts and they're holding onto the belts and swinging. And I'm like, oh, it's not as easy I never felt like, oh, it's just so easy. Just unsnap it and let's go. Never felt that. I always bought into the, like, this guy's trying to climb because everyone else around him is now, like, busy. Yeah. Um. So the match, of course, starts and they kind of rumble. But it doesn't take long before they start bringing in ladders. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which is so the Dudleys get the first one and they start plowing, mowing people down with the ladder. It's pretty awesome. So uh, you said you took some notes. What what do you have for me? Yeah, so I put the belt up in the sky. I was so I was automatically like, "This is great! What an interesting like take on on something like that." Um, then my next comment was the shirts these guys wear a lot of mesh. 
Oh, you're talking about the Hardys. The Hardys were a lot. And <laughs> my wife told me to shut up because I think she had a crush on the Hardys. That's why she so, knows the Hardys and Edge and Christian. Oh, for sure. And not the Dudleys, right? Yeah, The for Dudleys sure. are not traditionally good looking men, yeah, whereas the yeah, other yeah, four yeah. are, right? Yeah, even though she married a Dudley, but that's fine. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm not judging. I was like, "That's me." You're talking about me on there. Um, but the the Hardys, I their appearance in general was not what I expected, based off of like just hearing talk and, and that kind of thing. They're they're much smaller guys. They're yeah, compared. You know what I mean? Like they just they um they didn't fit the mold that I was thinking they would fit. Um, you know they they don't look like The Rock or um, yeah, Steve Austin or you know. So Edge and Christian come out next. And I knew Edge. Yeah. Um, just from the name. Uh, and I, they were who I picked to win. Okay. And I, again, I know I, I need to start saying who I'm thinking they're gonna, is going to win before we record to you. Because I, I think I've picked almost all of them correct now. Mm-hmm. But there was just something about them that they gave off a different vibe than the other two groups did. Um, the Dudleys can't give off a, and I'm sure they're supposed to give off like a, like a bumpkin kind of, can you say that word? I don't even know. Can you say that word? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. And they gave ask off me. just like a, a country, <laughs> they gave off like a, a country simpleton in a way. They just seemed like not all there, which I almost thought maybe they were going to do it because they came off as like kind of dumb. Um, let's see. What's my next quote? I don't know where to put my eyes. Again, like once it starts, like it doesn't stop. Yeah. And it's not one thing that you're like looking at it at any one time. They've started to do that replay thing where they'll replay something crazy that happens. But like if you're not watching the other stuff, other stuff is still happening that whole time. Yeah. So one of the spots that gets me in this match is when they're all they have the three ladders in the ring and all six of them are on the ladders mm-hmm. and they dump the one off and, and one of the hardies kind of hits the ropes like they should and then christian just goes all the way to the floor That's, yes yes yeah. i was like i watched it of course i've seen this before and then i watched it again just before recording and i'm like i can't believe he did that i don't the way it looked it looked like it was an accident or if he just made the call in the air of like, all right, this is actually going to be safer for me. I to literally go to the wrote floor. that jump had to hurt. I, that, oh, it, it definitely had to. Like that man, like man, that was like a when he gets back to the end at the end of the night behind the curtain, he's like, man, I was probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ed, Edge has several ladder match moments where he's like, yeah, that's why I'm I'm nearly paralyzed now, you know. And who is it that headbutts? Uh, is it Christian or is it Edge? One of them headbutts him, um, and it looked real rough too. Um, oh, I think it was one was, of the Dudleys, right? No, nah, Matt. Well, I don't know, but I know Matt Hardy took a ladder to the back of the head or the side, yes. and he later gets cut open. So Bubba yes. Ray yes. is known for being a stiff worker. Stiff meaning he's actually just going to hit you. Okay. Um, and he's also wrestled under the name Bully Ray because he's kind of a bully and. He's kind of got a bit of a reputation for kind of being a prick. Um. <laughs> how, how much uh, I, you tell me how uh, if I'm just out of left field here, but I've always heard stories of there's like a couple guys that don't like other guys or a couple guys who like hit a little harder or don't necessarily not follow the rules, but will like kind of let them get like let the guy they're fighting with get hurt a little bit more than they probably should. Well, 
so they're they're okay. Uh, there are people like Brett who never want to hurt anyone. Right. That's my favorite. But then there's guys like Bully Ray, Kurt Angle, um, to name someone respectable. Um, a lot of the the strong style we talked about last week, those guys in Japan, they're just going to hit you, right? Yeah. Um, and, so and that's Kurt, just part of it for them? Like, that's just part of the job? That's part of, like, what you're getting into? You're going to get hit? So kind of Kurt... Thing? is the kind of guy, though, he's like, I want you to hit me back, right? It's just okay. going to look better if you're actually hitting me. Right. Uh, they're not doing closed fists. A lot of times you'll see, like, forearms to the neck yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah. the chops, which you haven't really seen any chops, big-time chops yet. But there are things that they do that are 100% real um, that give that level of authenticity, right? So, okay. that, that, so guys like Kurt Angle, when they do that, they just want that authenticity and they're okay if you do it back to them and i don't know the guy personally and he could chew me up and spit me out but bully ray seems like the kind of guy who is willing to give but not receive i could be wrong (laughs) but that's just kind (laughs) of how he strikes me um you know so there's definitely that there are people who do take liberties and uh one notably there's a, a a guy named uh vader uh, not Darth Vader, but he does have a big, awesome mask he comes out on uh, with. But he's known for being one of those stiff guys. He likes to actually punch someone. Well, he wrestled probably the stiffest guy of all time, a guy named Stan Hansen. And uh, Stan Hansen knocked his eyeball out of the socket. Oh, snap. <laughs> so uh, Vader oh, had dude, to put it Vader back in. Vader looks so cool. Vader's awesome. Oh my gosh, Vader looks like my kind of guy. Yeah, without his mask though, he looks like my dad, which is oh, yeah, yeah, less exciting. You gotta, do, do you see the big black mask? I see the black mask and I see yeah. the red one. Yeah, the big the, black yeah. alien looking mask is so yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it yeah, shoots yeah. steam out of it. It's oh, great. Nice. I like how it was um That's what you call a gimmick to yeah. circle oh, back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says Vader time on his uh singlet. Oh, it's time. It's time. It's Vader time. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Um, so anyway, he had to put his own eye back in. He's one of the tough guys. Oof, <laughs> that's crazy. Oof. And he finished the match. He's out of his mind. Um, so then we get another spot. Like we had that one. And then we had Jeff Hardy gets on this 20 foot ladder. And uh, so, okay, I guess we should actually talk about another term called a run in. And we had three of them in this match. That's, so. Okay, that's just like I I literally wrote a third Dudley exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark, and I was like, oh, this is fantastic! Like now we're adding more and we're adding more. Yeah, so that's called a run in. Anytime someone from the back okay. enters a match that they're not really supposed to be in. Now this is because it's tables, ladders, and chairs. There's no real rules other than get the title belts and you win. Right. So right. if so, if Rhino comes in and kills three people, it's <laughs> yeah. OK. Um, that's fine. And so that's why when you see Spike is the little Dudley, he comes in. He's one of those guys who I think actually just tries to injure himself for fun. OK. Um, he's a maniac. But like he takes out Edge, takes out Christian. And then later he gets laid on the table next to Rhino. And Jeff Hardy climbs the the twenty foot ladder and does what's called a swanton bomb into the two men. Okay, you, that's what you that's think called. about that. The fantastic. 
I, I again, just like you, I'm watching it happen, and I'm like, they're not gonna. That's not gonna happen. Like, because to, to me, all, almost all of those with those ladders, you're just like, man, that is so high up. Like, I remember putting up Christmas lights when I was like nine or ten, and the ladder was I don't know, fifteen feet, maybe you know, maybe eighteen. And I got up to the top to put it up there, and my mom was down at the bottom being like, if you fall off, you're going to die. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I'm done with this. And I got yeah. down, and I was like, I'm not putting up Christmas lights. And then my mom was like, oh, you're fine, you're fine. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. So they made my younger brother do it. And then when he got to the top, I said the, same, I said the same thing to him that my mom said to me 10 minutes earlier. And he was like, I'm done, too. Because my parents raised you know, us to be little chickens about heights, so... I whenever they got up there, I was like, man, they're just gonna like even from if they fall from the ladder to the mat, it's long. But if they go from the top of the ladder to the floor outside the ring, which like Christian did, like yeah, a maniac. I, yeah, that was just like this is unbelievable. So the whole time I'm cackling because I'm just like this can't get crazier than it already is. And yes. like I said earlier, the Dudleys were stacking those tables. Uh, early on and I'm like oh my god are they gonna like jump from the top of them like no they're just gonna get slammed into them from the ladder up anyway yeah yeah so we got a the uh those are probably like the two big spots but the most famous spot uh moment in this match is so Jeff Hardy's getting back in the ring and he tries to walk catwalk the three ladders and kind of falls off yeah you know that was real, obviously. Yeah, so there was a couple of those where I'm like, oh, he was not supposed to do that. Yeah. Because then he like gets right back up and does it again successfully, right? Well, was he like, sets oh. the ladder back up, so the, I think what he's trying to do is tiptoe across those three ladders um, and then grab on and hang on to the right. belts uh, above the ring and then do that follow-up spot with Edge. Uh, so what he does end up doing is getting that ladder... And his feet are hooked in the top. And Bully Ray comes. I call it Bully Ray. Bubba Ray comes and pulls the ladder. And I am I think this is actually Jeff trying to position himself. But every time I see it, I get scared where his feet are hooked in the ladder. Yeah, and just going to go down. Yeah. Yeah, because if he lets go and his feet are in that ladder. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Um, but he's able to position himself, let his feet go, and then Edge spears him from the top of another ladder. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really impressed by how well all like I'd say how all six of them, but really how all nine of them like I, I, I don't I, I love to know how much work has to go into like getting this ready. Like, is it a week? Do they spend the week getting ready for this? Do they spend a month getting ready for this? Like, so the amount of time that this has to take to, yeah. you know, so it, it's have- staggering to me. So they have something in wrestling called agents. Now, I don't know when agents really started becoming a thing, but I think around this time they have agents and they're basically guys that help draw up the match. There are some folks like Shawn Michaels who are just like, no, I'm just going to call it in the ring. They're going to go out there and improvise. And guys like Shawn Michaels, who's arguably the best of all time, can go and do that. And um, because he's got the track record to show he knows what he's doing. But with a match like this, I think it is all kind of plotted out and they go out and scout, you know, the spots and make sure it's safe. Um, well, as safe as possible. Do they uh, do practices then? Or am well, I- so Edge is on record as saying 
how you know someone will ask him how many times did you practice that spot with jeff hardy where you spear him off the ladder he's like i'm not doing that more than once you know like that's <laughs> yeah the, like, we just did which it is, once uh, yeah great, in the which ring, is great and that's in a way. it yeah yeah um i'm shocked that more people don't die of doing this so that's the interesting thing is i'm watching this you know like uh the the times where people have tragically died it's like for little things like yeah um uh, there's a one of the more famous uh wrestlers in japan died from a body slam just to just yeah something this guy hit, hit just, it just right at the wrong yeah. time his heart was uh, beating at the wrong pace yeah there's um or maybe a lot of times it can be undiagnosed uh things so yeah there was a wrestler in mexico who died in the ring um and i saw the match and as the there's no point in the match where it looked like anything particularly right bad happened outside right? the he, norm right yeah right it just was like he just stopped moving and so um i have never seen anyone get seriously injured in one of these well yeah We'll talk about Within something reason, next week. I'm sure. Yeah, like no one has gone and died from yeah, at least to my knowledge. So surprising to me from these sort of matches like this, because um, to me something like this, I've been so I got back into Dungeons and Dragons the last month or so. Right, it's just like a thing that I've used to do all the time, and now I'm doing it again. And, I, and I'm the dungeon master, and um, the amount of prep that I was putting in the first two weeks leading up to pl- us playing. Was just crazy, right? Yeah, I probably put in like twenty hours worth of prep time for a, a three-hour session, you know. And the more I do it, the better I've gotten at it, right? Where now I'm like just rereading a chapter or something, and right. I'm gonna, you know, go. But like that for something like this, it just seems so. I don't know. To me, it's just I'm shocked to hear that this is like not something that they're like let's run through it again, even if it changes on the fly a little bit here or there. That it's not like. You know, I I get that it's not like choreographed like um, ballet, but I can also understand how it should be in some instances choreographed like ballet where you need to be precise because it's like I get it's just a chair. You're not really like hitting them on the head with the chair or whatever. But Uh, if you're not careful, you are going to hit them on the head and and actually concuss them. Let's talk about chair shots then, because um, so there's one big one the most a lot of the ones are on the back like nowadays if you see a chair shot it's on the back because you're it's going to sting but it's probably not going to seriously injure someone right the one that spike dudley takes from lita in this match is vicious and those are real my friend that's crazy to me now that's i think there is a bit of a trick now i don't know but uh i think if you hold one set of the legs that chair will have some give right it'll have a little flap to it sure so maybe that'll reduce it a bit but yeah before concussion protocol became a thing this was pretty normal and if and it's not a match we're gonna watch but if in your free time you want to see some stupid garbage you can watch the rock (laughs) versus mick foley at royal rumble okay where mick foley eats about 20 chair shots um It's horrific, uh, and I don't recommend anyone do it. And even Mick Foley's like, "Yeah, that was not a good idea." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, the chair shot I loved in this though, um, and again, I the names just kind of escape me. Uh, one of the guys picks up a chair, tosses it to one of his enemies. The oh, guy, edge, pick, yeah, yeah, it 
grabs it, turns around as another guy slams him into the face with the ch- another chair. I absolutely loved it. I was just, I was so there for that. That, like, scene just was so, like, good. Like, yeah. oh, here's a chair. And he's like, oh, huh? And he turns around and just smacked right with, the, <laughs> with another one. I was like, that is what I'm talking about. Yeah. So the match ends when Rhino shows up and Matt Hardy and uh, Bubba Ray are on top of the ladder. And it's this, you know, from the inside of the ring, they push the ladder and those two guys go through those two tables on the outside of the yes. ring. Oh. And it's just a spectacular sound. And But uh, between the tumble Christian takes and the tumble these guys take, the one for Christian is worse, right? Because those yeah. tables actually slow things down a little not much i mean it's still probably the most painful thing <laughs> but oh and because those, those are old school tables yeah. too i kept thinking about that too i was like oh those are those old school tables with that metal ring around them with the really terrible wood and i get the wood giving away but man those metal rings i i've busted my shins on the and my knees on those stupid things just pulling them out and setting them up i can't yeah. imagine like falling there's, through multiple of them there's a guy named hardcore holly who did a spot on the table and it gashed his back open pretty nasty um but yeah and so that's the end of the match uh as edge and christian get the belts because christian is or edge is holding onto the leg i think of maybe devon or maybe matt i can't remember and rhino has christian on his shoulders as he lifts him to the to the belts and they have three and zero now in this series of uh, extreme matchups. I I don't even know. Like I said, I don't even know how how else to describe it other than someone says it during the match where if you don't like this, you're not alive, which is the utter truth. Like, yeah, I can't imagine being there in person. How cool that whole like event has to be like the the crowd has to be like add that much to it it's like i don't like hockey i don't like watching hockey on tv it's okay yeah but man when i am in the blue jackets stadium and the blue jackets suck they're like the worst team in the nhl like by far but man when you're in the stadium watching them and they score and like they're winning the crowd is just electrifying and that's an event that I'm like, I guess I'm not a huge hockey guy, but like my parents are, my, my in-laws are. And so like I, when I go, I'm, and you can just get into it so easily. I'm, I'm guessing it's gotta be the same feeling when you're like there that you could just like get into it, even if you're not like into it. Yeah. Oh, and I love going to live wrestling. Uh, it's one of the, probably it's the thing I miss the most during the pandemic. You know, yeah. I can call my loved ones. But I couldn't go to a wrestling match. <laughs> I so. can call all my loved ones. That's so good. Um, That's right. But yeah. Uh, so now, as we always say, David Meltzer, professional wrestling journalist, um, tends to rate these matches on a scale of one to five. How do you rate TLC2? Look, you're, I'm not going to find any. This is going to be the best one for me. I'm just putting it out there. Uh, th- I don't think you're going to be able to find a, a more fun match that I don't need to know the story of or the background or the history. Mm-hmm. Like this was just chaos, controlled chaos everywhere. 
like I said, when uh, that first Dudley, or the third Dudley comes out, you're like, oh, nice. And then um, the girlfriend Lita comes out. You're just like, oh, great. And then you're like, well, who are who's Edge? Who's Edge going to get to come out? You know, it was you know, like I said, nine people at once. Um, I I'd like for us to do a cage match. I want to see if there's a cool cage match because that's one of those things I always see like on TV or like. You know, there was a cage match in Spider Man, the first Spider Man movie. Yeah. Tobey Maguire. You know, with bones on. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace, slim Macho jizz. Man. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so I think that would be kind of cool. Or like, let's I know just say Goldberg, I got you. Don't worry. Like, like Goldberg's another big one that like, when I was in fifth and sixth grade, everybody was a Goldberg fan. Everybody I knew that was into wrestling, they had Goldberg shirts on and Goldberg this and Goldberg that. And I thought Goldberg was the fat guy from the Mighty Ducks movies. Like, that was my Goldberg. Um, yeah. So, like, I think, like, if I watched a Goldberg match, that I could get into it. Uh, or even, like, The Rock or something like that. Or, like I said, Hulk. Like, the names I think I would get into. But, like, just this was just straight talent. I was impressed by everything here. There was nothing. There was no dull moments. There was no, like... Okay, what are they going to do next? I just wanted to be like, what are they going to do with those tables? Why is that table leaning sideways on the corner of the ring? Like, you know, <laughs> I I was watching that stuff get planted, knowing it was going to have a payoff. And they all had payoff. It was all payoff. You know, the worst part of the match was afterwards. The next thing they showed was some like WWE yeah. thing. Like WWE Day or whatever at the like convention center, and I was like, "Oh, give me the next match!" <laughs> I was yeah. so ready for it. Like I was just ready. I was like, "Let's keep going. Let's keep this momentum." Um. So, I, I this is a five man. I yeah, this I already was wrote it down. So good. Yeah, so good. I had already put five down. And this was a great call because not that I was getting a lull, but I was just like, "Okay, it's all right. It's fine." But man, I'm excited now. Good. So, uh, so this next one, I, I know it's not, I'm going to have to tone my expectations. I don't bother. Okay. So what I want you to do. TLC three, baby. Tell TLC, me to think. TL, well, there are lots of TLC Oh, fantastic. Matches, but uh, no, I have to, um, you know, when a guy says I want a cage match. Oh, man. What do I do? Yeah. I give you a cage match. Now, That's what I right. want you to do. And every wrestling fan listening is like thinking about how you're saying nothing tops this. And they're all thinking, yeah, but King of the Ring 98. Yeah, but Mick Foley and The Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. Okay, that I uh, that phrase I have heard. Yeah. You know what so I mean? Like in, what I've, I want I've, you to do is say, hey, Rick. Yeah. Don't give me any spoilers, but I'm watching Mick Foley and Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. And just watch his face. Okay. You know? Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, yeah. It's, this is, again, a direct result. I have, I've rescheduled another one, and I don't know if we'll ever get to what I initially had on the list. But uh, I just, uh, you know, you got to go with the punches. I'll call it in the ring and, and make this audible. Um, so... Uh, the match in question is Undertaker, Mick Foley, King of the Ring, nineteen ninety eight. I don't want you to do any research. I won't. Just, I won't. just watch the damn match. Yeah. Um, and then come back okay. and tell me. Ah, okay. So anyway, um, what do you want to plug or pitch or anything? 
Uh, yeah, check out Gaming Nexus. If you're into video games, I write over there uh, news and reviews along with uh, our boy Eric. Yeah, over on uh, Spielberg Chronologically, yeah, my co-host great. Eric. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys have? Yeah, hell, I, I know it's so hard for you to time up, but I did just listen to Spielberg Chronologically's War of the Worlds. That was the newest one. Ah, uh, uh, yes. It's a great one. Uh, I love every adaptation of War in the War of the Worlds. I've watched like all of them. Stars has a really, really good one, too. Um, but like, there's some, it's kind of crazy. Spielberg and Tom Cruise, man. Like they really did some pretty decent stuff together. What else did they do? They did Minority Report. Oh yeah. Anyway, wow. it's not like Ooh. I've seen them. Okay. All uh, right. Yeah. Man. You can check out Spielberg chronologically to see what right I, they're teeing you up. You I know, have someone else like do it. It sounds behind like me you with the bat. Shut up. All right. Yeah. Now. Go watch your match. I will see you next week. Uh, you can also check out Movie Draft. Just look in the links in the description. Yeah, That's all there. there. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week for King of the Ring 98. And uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs>